0: Hey, shippers, today is a very special day. We have Allie Hazelwood joining us, author of The Love Hypothesis. Yes,
1: you know that book cover that has been all over Bookstagram lately? Well, today we sit down and chat with Allie to learn more about her and discuss Olive and Adam. Do we ship it? Listen to find out.
0: Hi, everyone, I'm Devin.
1: And I'm Steph.
0: And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, the podcast where Steph and I and our occasional guest Gabin Goss about our favorite and not-so-favorite ships of all time.
1: Yep, and today we are jumping in with Allie Hazelwood, author of The Love Hypothesis and soon to be coming out, Love on the Brain. Woo! So, originally from (laughs) Italy, Allie Hazelwood has lived in Japan and Germany and eventually moved to the U.S. to pursue a Ph.D., super cool, uh, but in neuroscience, and has since then become a professor. In terms of her writing, she writes contemporary rom-com novels about women in STEM and academia. Uh, She loves cats, Nutella, and side ponytails. (laughs) Love it. Uh, And is also learning to crochet. So very cool. (laughs) We're excited that you're on the podcast. Thanks for coming on, Allie yeah thanks
0: for joining
2: thank you for having me i feel like i haven't had a side ponytail in like (laughs) two years (laughs) since i got bags i still love
1: them though that's great well you gotta bring them back then (laughs) yes
3: exactly
0: (laughs) you'll be the mentor yes (laughs) all right so we love the love hypothesis and we have been seeing it all over bookstagram so we knew we had to have you on to talk to you about olive and adam and also get some insight on your writing and also your new release Mm -hmm. love on the brain so thank you again for joining us we're so excited Mm. about this
1: Yep, and our listeners seriously loved Adam and Olive and the story that you created. So, of course, we wanted to chat with you about your inspiration there um, and excited to talk about it. Before we do, I kind of wanted to give our typical spoiler alert for any listeners. We're going to try not to spoil too much on this episode. um, But obviously, if we're going to be talking about Olive and Adam, we just might. (laughs) just (laughs) might happen. Um, So we might have to get into some details. So, listener, be warned. And with that, let's dive right in. Um, we wanted to start with getting to know a little bit more about you, Allie. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin.
0: Yeah. So we've been following your recent journey to Brazil.
2: Oh. Can
0: you tell <laughs> us a little bit about that? How was that experience?
2: That was uh, the best. Like, it literally looked like in- you
0: were having uh, amazing time.
2: <laughs> the best. <laughs> Best. It was so amazing. I it was the best vacation of my life. It wasn't really a vacation, but it felt very much like right. one. Um, I mean, it was a book tour, but it's very hard you made to it feel a vacation. like it, it's so hard <laughs> to feel like it's work if you are you know, in Brazil <laughs> and um, eating Brazilian food and hanging out with uh, Brazilian people. That was just... what
0: I was so, <laughs> like, all of your pictures of the food, I was like, I want that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was, I have had, like, every day I would try something and then I would- Something new? Yeah. And it would be like, oh, it's, it's my favorite food. Um, Wait no, this is my favorite. Wait no, this is my favorite
3: food. Wait, no, this is my favorite food. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. I had the best time, and like, um, first of all, like, I felt like a celebrity because I just feel like people all there, um, maybe see authors as yep. celebrities. Like, I had That's never felt sweet. so much love. Um, I had to buy a second suitcase when I came <gasps> back, and actually, so. Here's the story. I went to Brazil and I brought like a bunch of you know little presents for my editors and my publisher there
3: mm-hmm. and
2: so once I gave them out, my suitcase was half empty and even then i had to buy an extra suitcase (laughs) (laughs) for all the stuff you brought back (laughs) for all the presents that i got from readers so oh my goodness that was just Uh, that's
0: so overwhelmingly beautiful to like
2: truly an amount of love that i had never Mm -hmm. experienced before and then i of course brought back so much food (laughs) (laughs) you gotta the best. That is awesome. Well,
1: thanks for sharing that with us. We we love traveling too. So if you have any tips, let us know on Brazil. <laughs> um, but anyway, so can you give our listeners a little elevator pitch of what the love hypothesis is about?
2: Of course. Um, so Love Hypothesis is my debut novel. It came out about a year ago, actually. Yeah. And um, it's uh, the story of Olive, who is uh, a biology PhD student uh, at Stanford, um, who ends up fake dating the <laughs> Most terrifying and ill tempered professor in her <laughs> biology department. And, um, you know, like every fake dating story, they end up falling <laughs> in love for real. Spoiler, but I mean, I guess we all know. You, you know, it's happening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's, it's a romance novel. You know, that's, that's where it goes. And uh, yeah, so so pretty much that's what the Love Hypothesis is about. <laughs> that's right?
0: awesome. Um, and as it is, summer reading time and we love getting our hands on new books. Do you have any recommendations and what are you currently reading?
2: Oh, okay, so I'm currently reading uh, and it's so good. Um and I'm gonna pre like I'm gonna preface that I feel bad about this because <laughs> I know because I get access to ARCs, which are advanced ah. readers' copies. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So it's not
0: released to the public yet. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I am so sorry. But this is an author who has a lot of other amazing books that you can, you know, get your hands fair on. Enough, fair so enough. but I am reading On the Hustle by Andri- Adriana Herrera. Mm. And it's so good. Um, so it's it's the story of this interior designer who um, has been working for her kind of mean, um, uh, kind of like just aloof uh, and uh, uh, stern uh, boss for several years, and uh, mm-hmm. now she has finally saved up enough money to uh, go out and become her own. Uh, Person basically, and open up her own uh, business, and uh, um, so she quits her job. Uh, and uh, I mean, I kind of don't want to spoil too much because Fair there enough. are some revelations <laughs> even in the first few chapters. But he's just not ready to let her go, and so he starts popping up everywhere. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, it's so good. It's like so. It's
0: another romance.
2: It's uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I it's it's that's what Perfect. I go for your love, right On our list, <laughs> that's so, great. Highly
3: recommend.
1: <laughs> Very good. Well, speaking of romance, have you always kind of been invested in romance since you were growing up? Like, what is it about this genre that you think attracts readers so much?
2: It's so hard to say, but yes, I was always obsessed. Uh, I always like kind of zeroed in on the love story mm. of whatever. Right movie or tv show i was watching like that was always the part that i really cared about i also was interested in uh, like for example like if there was a couple in my class <laughs> i was interested in that because like oh my yep, god the gossip. yes exactly <laughs> i just was so into it um so yeah i i honestly don't even know why i think i just like the idea of people finding someone that they can and someone who loves them unconditionally. Right. It, it's just, Their soul partner. Yeah, yeah, their soulmates. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's something that has always been very interesting to me, this idea. But um, yeah, I definitely was a romance lover uh, all I along. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh,
0: so we're talking about this romance. And do you have a favorite rom-com couple either in film, novel, TV? Like what's your like, this is my... Top.
2: So, Top I know it's technically not a rom-com, but <laughs> I have to say Lizzie and Darcy from Pride yes. and <laughs> I love them. I am such a Darcy shipper, too. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, I just cannot say anyone else. I mean, uh, actually, that's ne- not necessarily... Like, I, I've, I've shipped so much, like, I am truly a fandom girl and a fangirl, <laughs> <something> <laughs> <to say. laughs> And, uh, you know, I definitely, I mean, I've shipped so many people. Like, my, my first uh, big ship that got me to, into fanfiction was... Um, um, Spock and uh, Nyota Uhura get from out. Star Trek. Oh. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I just love them so much. And by the way, you know, Nichelle uh, 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 Nichols died, uh, I, I don't know when this is going to air, but like Nichelle Nichols died a couple of days ago. Um, oh, as uh, yeah, this. She was, you know, the original, the OG the original, Uhura. Yeah, yeah. And she was just so groundbreaking. She was well, a great actress. Well. She was just fantastic. And like, you know, it's heartbreaking, really. Mm. Um, Absolutely. She has given us so much, and you know, yeah, she I, set the platform kind of deal. The foundation. exactly, exactly, exactly. And like, uh, you know, Star Trek itself was so groundbreaking, and mm-hmm. uh, she was totally part of it. So wow. that's, um, that kind of brought the mood down I'm no. sorry <laughs> I just want to give her a shout out no, because yeah, I love absolutely. her so much yes oh my gosh
0: especially what she helped create and everything oh, oh that's
2: awesome so 100% right. yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely, wow. definitely. Cool. well glad to hear that we have another shipper on the show that's good <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay so we know um that the stem setting draws from personal experiences in the academic realm so what is it that you do in this field and do you have a close relationship with you know, pancreatic cancer um,
2: that helps, you know, add to Olive's character? So I am not a biologist, actually. I'm a Mm. neuroscientist. So, um, yeah, it's uh, a... And, you know, there are a lot of... uh, There's a lot of overlapping between the two Mm -hmm. fields. Uh, But um, I'm a neuroscientist and uh, actually I work mostly with traumatic brain injury. Sure. Um, So I have to say, I never really did any cancer biology research. uh, um, Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the research that I do is uh, more like neuroimaging and human based. You know, I think Olive works with mice. It's been a while since I (laughs) have (laughs) written. I don't remember if she works with rats or mice. I think mice uh but um uh yeah, she works you know mostly with animals i, I work a lot with humans, but um mm-hmm. definitely yeah, um th- there is like you know something in common when it comes to you know being women in stem, but um. My research is very different from hers. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have any personal connection with pancreatic cancer, but I knew a lot of people who did cancer mm. research when I was in grad school. And I think I went for um, something like pancreatic cancer because it's, uh, um, it's a type of cancer that is so that we know so little about when it, it comes yeah, to predicting. True. So it just felt like uh, something that you Know a, a young researcher would be very motivated to discover more Absolutely. about, so I just kind of wanted to give her. You know, I feel like every single person who does research is driven, even people who don't have a personal right. connection to the the disease or the syndrome sure. or the situation. But, like,
0: right. you know, it having gives, that personal connection yeah. makes it that much stronger,
2: exactly. Yeah, That's so very
0: I cool. want to give her
1: a little more about motivation that's awesome and just to follow up to that so that's awesome that you you know are a neuroscientist and that at the same time you're also writing on the side how crazy is that like is it a lot to navigate and juggle how did you kind of get invested in writing this story
2: um, So I started with fan fiction. Oh. I originally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I before we started recording, we were talking about Tumblr. So mm, right, like, <laughs> it's my place. <laughs> I was devastated when like there was the Tumblr ma- mass exodus when they decided that they didn't want to have So this. sad. Yeah, it ended. How did? Da- how dare they? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I started writing with fan fiction in like the last year of my PhD, I think. Okay. I was really stressed out and really tired and uh, I think I just really needed um an outlet. Yeah. Exactly, like a break, and uh, I, I just needed to think about something that wasn't my dissertation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, and that was uh, the time when I started you know, shipping hard Spock and Uhura. Um, mm. I had always been a big Star Trek fan, but uh, Spock and Uhura weren't together in the original series. Uh, right. I mean, if anything, Spock and Kirk were totally together. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. It
0: was
1: pretty real. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the romance uh, was strong yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh, yeah i mean I, I remember seeing one of the new the, the reboots um and just falling in love with Spock and Uhura, and i was like mm-hmm. you know what i'm going to read fan fiction about them and then i'm going to write fan fiction about them <laughs> and, and that was it um and then you know kind of writing fiction became and you know especially fan fiction became a big part of my life very and cool and then uh, um yeah and then like i was kind of a fiction writer at some point i guess <laughs> um and uh, that's at storefront fiction that my agent found me and uh um yeah <laughs> that's, that's awesome, awesome. <sighs> jinx Devin.
1: <laughs> yeah, <right?
0: laughs> we love that it kind of just like happened upon you and you just like
2: Kept that's going so, with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it sound, yeah. It was that's amazing. Really cool. It was so amazing. Yeah. It, I, I. It was fantastic. <laughs>
0: mm, awesome. Uh, so as a grad student, Olive loves herself some pumpkin spice with a side of cookies to help her in the lab. So what is your favorite snack to have while writing? And are you a pumpkin spice fan?
2: So I despise PSL. I think it's <laughs> oh, truly <actually
3: man>. gross. <laughs>
2: Uh, is actually like uh, the reason why pie, yeah, like pumpkin spice latte, kind of got into the book is that you know the book was originally a fan fiction, and when I was writing mm-hmm. the fan fiction, there was uh, my best friend was you know reading it, um, and uh, she loves to put stuff like you know cinnamon and nutmeg, you know all that yeah, yeah. seasonal stuff in her yeah. lattes, and I was like. This is revolted. an abomination. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, stop it. So I was like, uh,
0: so the So Adam was like that. That yes. Exactly.
2: I was the Adam to her Olive. Like I was ca- calling <laughs> awesome. her out uh, in the fan fiction, and then it kind of stuck. But truly truly i find it appalling i mean i respect people who love pumpkin spice latte but i am not one you of them you can't yuck somebody's <laughs> exactly <young. laughs> i would never i would never judge them except uh, i judge them right, a little bit <laughs> a little
0: bit just a little bit
2: <laughs> just a little bit i mean but yeah um so uh that's uh, that's definitely not my snack i uh, I like Diet's Pride a lot. I drink it a lot. It's my drink of choice. I mean, generally, generally I love soda, which is you know very healthy for me, as you can imagine. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of Diet Soda during my day. Not a good thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I also really just love chocolate and everything yes. that has chocolate in it. I, Are uh, you
0: a milk chocolate or a dark chocolate? chocolate
2: okay, person? I am a milk chocolate person, but even more. And I know this is controversial. I am a white chocolate person. Wow, mm. that that's is a... <laughs> that's new. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone. I know it's legally it is not chocolate. Different. <laughs> yes. I am a fan and, well, that's and uh, I can I'm
0: more of a dark chocolate myself but I, mean, I respect your white chocolate it you. is unique and it makes you special so.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just like it the, the, sh- the sweeter the sugar the best
0: <laughs> yeah for sure
1: there you go all right it. so we love the mix of tropes in your writing and how you mess with your readers, one in particular being the one-bed scene. <laughs> so what <laughs> what made you decide to include these tongue-in-cheek moments?
2: You know, it, it very much has to do with the origins of the story because it originally was a fan fiction, right? And oh. I was posting it chapter by chapter. so.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When, like, I remember the first time that in the, the fan fiction, and I mean, there were a bunch of changes in the plot, to be clear, uh, you know, there were, you know, some characters that were deleted, there were arcs that were right. new right. arcs that were introduced mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, I remember the first time that I kind of mentioned uh, that <laughs> there would be a conference. Everyone was like, Oh my god, they're gonna go to the conference and they're gonna end up in the same room, <laughs> and there's gonna be only one bad because that's how the nature of AO3, which is you know the best, the biggest right. uh, fan fiction website, right? Like people write comments at the end of the chapter while they're waiting for another chapter, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, There will be only one bad, <laughs> <laughs> And so that's kind of why so you're I,
0: messing with them,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was just so fun because they were calling it out, so I kind of had Olive calling it out, and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then I had, like, kind of, like, it was funny to, like, have it not be only one bad, and like it was just so funny to see the reactions of people in the comments oh, when I'm it sure. wasn't only one bad, because there were people who were like oh my god that made me laugh so much and people who were like <laughs> how dare you put a second bed in the room
0: <laughs> Change the things up on you keep you on your toes <laughs> we
2: want them to share the bed stop it <laughs>
3: that's awesome
2: um, so I mean the, yeah so that's uh, that's kind of how it came out like, it, it was very much a fan fiction at the beginning and the, the, there are like I think there are a lot of things in the book still that you can mm-hmm. and, and really see Fair. that that's kind of, it's so, it's still a fan.
0: But that's what we want <laughs> we need it
2: <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> I am right there with you <laughs>
0: Love it, cool, so speaking of some of these tropes, um, are there any tropes you're excited to explore in future books and what are some tropes you don't personally love?
2: You know, my favorite trope is faded mates, which mm. is more of a like paranormal trope. It's not really something that you find right. in contemporary romance, and it's definitely something that I really want to try to write. Um, I wrote it in fan fiction because you know, in fan fiction it's kind of easier. There are they, <laughs> Fair they, <enough>. they <laughs> but uh, it's definitely something that I want to write. So that's something that I hope will happen soon. Um, you know. I don't know about, so there is, for example, friends to lover as a trope, Mm -hmm. it's not a trope that I don't love because I really like to read it, but it's one of those tropes that I never, when I try, when I think of friends to lover stories, I'm like, I never know how to create the tension. So it's kind of one of those stories that, one of those tropes that it's not that I don't love. It's just that I can't imagine myself it's writing it. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. I feel like it's just not. Um, it's too hard for me. <laughs> it's hard as to sad to say. <laughs> Exactly. I feel like I I truly cannot um, showcase it at its best. So um, I I truly cannot think of any trope that. I wouldn't love in the hands of some of my favorites. Like, um, Mm -hmm. I remember like reading um, The Keys Quotient and like kind of being like, "Uh, I'm not super interested about this because, uh, you know, he's a sex worker and stuff. I I, Mm -hmm. saw my thing. And then, like, it's one of my favorite books ever, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of learned. well, I don't want to say it the hard way because it's actually always a very pleasant experience, but I've really learned right. that like at some point, uh, you know, if it's well written, I'm going to love it. Right, exactly. So, Amazing.
1: All right, so I am also a Pride and Prejudice fan, so I just threw yes. this in here because I enjoy asking people. Um, but, so, do you have a preference when it comes to Mr. Darcy? Are you a Colin Firth girl or Matthew McFadden?
2: I am 7,000% on Matthew McFadden. For Me sure. too. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I don't think, like, Colin Forth is excellent. Uh, like, right. it's still fantastic. Uh, truly, I have no no, no notes. But, I mean, the way Matthew, Matthew McFadden plays it, like, he really leans into the awkwardness uh, of Darcy. He's just yes. like, is uh, <laughs> this super super tall man uh, who like just uh, stands out in a room even though he Mm -hmm. really just doesn't want to be noticed. I just just... want to be
0: in the background.
2: (laughs) Everyone stops to look at him when when he gets inside like the the ballroom and he's like leave me alone please. (laughs) He's perfect. (laughs) He truly is. I just love him and then of course he gave us the hand flex and like what two or three months ago we found out that he came up with that hand flags Like he wasn't even like Joe Wright, the director. Just a
0: character. And that was a that moment.
2: That is a moment. Yeah. So. And it's truly like it has given us he has given us so much. I know. He to to our universe, I want to say. Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm gonna have to say that he's my favorite. No awesome. no shade to all the other Darcy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> All right, so both of these characters are super fun to dissect, but what is one character element that you find of yourself in both of them, in Olive and Adam?
2: Um, you know what's funny? Um, is that when I started writing uh, the the fan, back at the fan fiction, mm-hmm. in the fan fiction era, when <laughs> when I was still, you know, writing and posting it on AO3, I was uh, uh, still a student, well, I was a postdoc, I think, but like, yeah. I was definitely more on the student side of grad school. And then uh, when I ended up, uh, you know, starting the publishing journey and editing it, um, I sort of. Mm-hmm shifted to the professor side. <laughs> so I feel like I have kind of experienced the book in both
0: realms, <laughs>
2: exactly both as Olive and as Adam. And uh, there's part of me that is like, Oh, wow, I really see both and and they have a bunch of conversations in, in the in the book about, you know, whether Adam's behavior is wrong, whether Olive's behavior is wrong, whether you know the way he relates to his students is mm-hmm. excessively harsh, or whether yep. she is—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say entitled, but like it's—it's it's usually not necessarily about Olive, but more about her friends. But like mm-hmm. you know, whether yeah. it's her friends who are not doing the work, and it's kind of funny because it's—it—I it, it, I, kind of saw my. Take on everything that was happening in the book <laughs> shift as I became a professor myself. <laughs> um, so I, you know, it's it's hard to say, but I feel like on the one hand I get really impatient and like uh, um, I, I can be really moody, like Adam. Uh, mm. But I also feel like. Uh, I think Olive has kind of a desire to make sure that her friends and the people around her are happy and yep. uh, are feeling right. fine, and that's kind of you know why the story starts because you know she just wants Anne to be happy, yeah. Right. And that's something that I definitely feel I have as well. Uh, so it's this weird: uh, on the one hand, I am moody and horrible, but on the other, <laughs> I just want people to be happy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Um, okay,
1: so now a little bit more specifically, we wanted to turn to a bit of a discussion on Olive and Adam. Um, so passing it to Devin for the first question.
0: Yes. So the question stands, who fell first? <laughs> that's a
2: great question. <laughs> I mean, um, Adam fell yeah. first. I don't think, though, that's okay. And, and I, have, I have a very death of the author approach to writing him. Okay. So if people disagree with me because they read the, the book differently, like
0: fair enough. Go ahead.
3: <laughs>
2: My take is that Adam didn't necessarily fall in her fall in love with her in the bathroom, uh, you know, a couple of years. But he was intrigued and he really liked her, um, and he definitely thought about her. Uh, I I think it, uh, I think it, he he kind of was really. Uh, I don't even know what to say but I I think he was well disposed towards her. Um, I don't know like he was kind of ready to really really like her and he mm-hmm. was intrigued by her and so he was kind of radier than she than Olive was from from the very start and so he falls in love pretty quickly I think I, I, I think he just He's also the type of person who doesn't really enjoy very many people's company. Yeah. So he's like, oh, my God, I like being with this person. What is this? Oh, His my God. he's come
0: this- down really quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, is this a feeling? What? Like, what? He just has no idea how to deal. Um, I think it takes Olive a little bit longer, at least a little bit longer to admit it to herself, uh, right. um, for sure. But I've, I would say Adam.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think as I was reading it first, it was like, oh, Olive clearly is falling, you know, a little bit harder. And that's because we read it from the perspective of Olive. Right, you expect it, yeah. Right, but that's why I love, and I'll bring it up later, when we find out he's been harboring these feelings (laughs) for a long time. So I think it's clearly Adam, but the reader probably doesn't know that until Mm -hmm. we get that perspective later on. on,
3: For sure.
1: um, Which I really thought was very crafty. Very good. Um, Mm -hmm. So thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Adam, um, it was almost like this love at first sight kind of thing that just stirred his attraction. And then like the years of seeing her not really be- having the chance to talk, but like just that interest of like, oh, I really want to, but I don't know how. And then finally they have that encounter and <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I, yes, exactly. That's it all exactly goes downhill from I there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. cool.
1: So, is there any particular scene that you absolutely loved writing in the Love Hypothesis, and why? Um, and then Devin and I will provide some of our favorite moments too.
2: Um, definitely the sunscreen scene. I yes. just, <laughs> <laughs> I just really, really like it when I write something that is so embarrassing <laughs> to my characters that, like, I know they would beat me up if they could. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're the on you're the that's putting them, in that's a joke. Exactly,
2: exactly. It just—it's—it's just there is nothing like writing something that makes you cackle, and you're like, yes, ha ha, and you're like, you feel like an evil mastermind, and that scene is just so mortifying, like truly. And it's hard. Like, there's part of me that really feels for Olive, and I'm like, oh god, this is really happening. <laughs> but there's also another part of me that's like. Uh, this is what you get.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so that's it. That's what I generally like. (laughs) I'm a monster.
1: (laughs) No, it's great. That was a great scene. And um, so like I was saying before, I really love when we find out that he's been thinking about her since the day in the bathroom Um, when his best friend Holden is like, yeah, this girl that he's been obsessed with. I'm just like, yes, that's how it (laughs)
3: should be. So
1: that's one of my favorite moments. And I just I generally just really love any moment when Adam gets vulnerable with her um, and he starts sharing with her like, no, it's not a problem that, you know, you have to sit on my lap or it's not a problem that X, Y or Z needs to happen. Like it becomes pretty clear to the reader, like, oh, he's got it bad. Um, (laughs) And I love it.
0: I love every time that she's like, you're okay with this? He's like, yeah, I'm okay with yes.
2: this. He <laughs> truly really is like whipped. He's like, yeah, fine.
0: <laughs> if, you're willing, like, if you're willing to sit on my lap, sure, let's do that. I guess, it's a- I non, guess sure, I'll let's I let
2: do you sit on my lap.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the sunscreen scene is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I also love the... Uh, the car like having to push the car oh, scene yes. and, she's, and then Aunt's like go kiss him and she's like what I'm just supposed to go kiss
3: him now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a great
2: scene Annie's, also is uh, so the, fun to drive because yeah. she's truly mm-hmm. like yeah. She is basically the author of this book. She's yeah, the she one is. who like pushes things. <laughs> like, okay, this is going to happen now. Yeah. So you're
3: going to go kiss him. That's yeah. Great.
0: I also love the uh, restaurant scene where we get that whole confrontation. I don't I don't want to get into it because if there's listeners and they want to lis- read the book, they can read it, but that that confrontation scene in the restaurant um between the antagonist and uh, Adam is
2: fantastic. Oh, yes. That was like all my, all my like deepest. I've been reading romance for thirty years, and now I am going to like put all Hold everything on. that I've ever loved reading in a romance <laughs> novel in a scene. That, that was my moment.
0: Perfection. <laughs> all right. So we already talked about on. So let's see. Would Olive and Adam's relationship have progressed if not for on?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> we owe it to her. We really she's do. She's the
0: puppet master behind the scenes.
2: <laughs> she truly is uh, no, she she's the best. She's my favorite to write, you know, because uh, because of course, I mean, yep. <laughs> she's just uh, she makes them do the things that move the plot along and mm-hmm. she makes the plot work like mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, you know, I could have them kiss after a scene, but, like, it wouldn't make sense for the characters to kiss, right. but she gives she's the, the one <laughs> <laughs> she's the to team. make them kiss.
0: <laughs> she could do it. I love yeah, it. she has, she's such a side character, but she has such a strong, like, oh, yeah. purpose yep. that she's not a side character. I she totally, is so, yeah. She's an integral part of oh, the whole you know, setting of what goes on.
2: I would love to write, like, a book about Ad. It's, you know, Anne An is Vietnamese-American, and mm-hmm. so it's definitely not my my place to write her story and to write her narrative. You know, it's not my experience, and I would never be able to do it justice, but... You're I saying just,
0: we could get a spinoff?
2: I, I mean, I would, love, <laughs> I would love to have someone, you know, write me a story about Anne <laughs> in which uh, uh, she is uh, just like being her amazing self and like conquering mm-hmm. the world and being happy. It's like, it's all I want. Yeah. It's kind of funny
1: because she has no idea that she's doing what she's doing in their oh, relationship, yeah. but it like totally does move the plot along, like you said. Uh, totally. And she has no idea that she's like
2: the stirring force over there. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And- you know, I have to say my agent, I think it was my agent or my aunt, I think it was my agent who was like, once she finds out that she has been doing this, I think we should have her apologize a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, I feel like she should, you know, apologize a little bit because once she finds out, she will be she would be mortified. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're sure. right. You're right. <laughs> That's great. Um, but I
0: agree. She puts them in some uncomfortable situations <laughs> yeah. and they it forces Olive and Adam to rise the occasion in a sense, so it's great. (laughs) I love
1: it. Um, But, speaking of Olive and Adam kind of being pushed into things, uh, they become, or they don't become, they are complete opposites in almost every single way. Um, And opposites attract, right? But my question is, what is one aspect of their lives or past that has helped mold them into Miss Sunshine and Mr. Grump?
2: (laughs) Oh... You know, okay, so I'm gonna be real with you. I was very surprised when people started referring to the book as Grumpy Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would have said that it was more Grumpy Grumpy. Like I think Olive has some has some like I think Olive is mostly sunshine
0: underlying grumpy. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) I feel like Olive is more sunshine by comparison, but I literally think that like April Ludgate from Parks and Rec would also be sunshine uh, by comparison to yes, Adam. That is true. <laughs> oh, so it's funny. like um so definitely um you know I feel like I do feel like what happens with Olive is that you know she she doesn't really have a family so uh, her family of choice her found family is her friends. So, right. And uh, uh she you know, we all love our friends and we are all afraid to lose our friends, but I think her fear kind of goes, uh, you know, it, it, it's its hard. It, sh- she fears it harder than we mm-hmm. all do. And that's why it's so hard for her to communicate her, her real feelings, for example, to Anne, or uh, that's why she's so afraid of losing Anne.
3: Right. And
2: uh, you know, that does translate a little bit into sunshine. For example, you know, there are things that Anne is doing, but she's never going to call call her out. or tell her, you know, this is making me uncomfortable because she just wants Anne to be happy and to love her. So that's, yeah. that's kind of her sunshine uh, uh, sunshine origin story, I guess. <laughs> um, Adam, so, you know, we don't talk a lot about like, in the book, uh, there's not a lot about his uh, past and background, but I definitely see him as someone who does not have a very good relationship with his family and right. uh, who uh, kind of grew up um, (laughs) mostly alone uh, um, and kind of not with a very loving and supportive environment. Sure. And uh, um, he just kind of that's, you know, it's one of those things where uh, he had to put up walls because everyone else around him was putting up walls. And so um, that's what we get yeah (laughs) adam who is like a monster to everyone i also do feel like he's in a way the product of the academic environment like literally there is a lot of like just generally people trying to look smarter than others in academia it's not like i and it you know it's it's i feel like i myself fell into the kind of You know, process the Mm, thought process where like uh, I'm gonna be mean, not mean necessarily, but like I'm gonna you know talk scathingly about a paper that I've read so people will think that I'm smart because I'm criticizing it. Especially in the first couple of years of my PhD, and I look back and I'm like cringing so hard. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like that was me in my mid twenties, and I despise myself. (laughs) So that I feel like that's Yeah, it's hard because
0: I don't. Because as uh, Olive reveals stuff to him, he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I do do that. Why <laughs> yeah. do I do that? Like, uh, he he's kind of just a part of the system that, like, he's been enveloped in mm-hmm. for so long. Totally. Um, so I agree with that. Yeah. Um, a little bit more, uh, how do their past shape them and how do they help each other grow for their future? Um, what does it reveal to themselves about the life they were once living?
2: Um... I think, uh, you know, and, and this is probably true about every single romance novel. Mm. Uh, so um, I don't know that like it's unique to the love hypothesis, but sure. I definitely feel like what happens is that they go from thinking that they are here in this alone uh, um, to realizing that they're not, like it's, right. they can have a future together. And, uh, you know, they, like the idea, what I really like thinking about their future, and you know, when I think, when I continue their story in my head, is that every single decision that they're going to make in the future is just, you know, is a decision that they make together. They are
3: right.
2: a couple, they're in love, and uh, they, what they want, you know, they still have, <clears throat> very much goals that are professional goals, but everything that they want, they can achieve together, and they can make these decisions as, right. as a family. And you see family. that in
0: the text as well, when uh, she says that she's going to go to um, Boston?
2: Um, yeah, she wanted to go to Harvard, yeah.
0: Harvard, and then uh, Adam also is setting like... Yeah. Stones and working of him eventually going there as well. Yeah, so that yeah, way they're yeah. at least together. So totally it's totally. really cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I when I was writing that, I was definitely picturing Adam thinking, okay, if she goes to Boston for one year, she's probably then going to get, like, a postdoc there, and then she's going to mm-hmm. stay there forever, and then I'm going to stay there forever. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm not my, losing her. I'm not losing her. My You
1: stalker. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I think it's interesting because you can kind of see them grow together in this idea of, like, oh, I might actually have a relationship in my future. Mm-hmm. I think with Olive in particular, like, it, it's interesting because a lot of, like, uh, main characters that are women are like seeking out a relationship or like excited about it, but she's not really looking (laughs) and it's kind of funny because the whole time she's like not really reading his signs because she's not even thinking in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think they kind of help each other realize that it's not just like work that's important. It's also, you know, this future that we can have together and they kind of break down the barriers that each one sets. Um, So I'm excited to see what's in their future um, or to just think about what's in their future. Um, but ultimately, I think that they help each other realize that there's more than just their work, that they can be super successful in their work and still, you know, right. get vulnerable with somebody else, which I think... Totally, is cool. totally, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah and all those whole um, experience with uh, pancreatic cancer, it really becomes her muse and her purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that Adam recognizes that and says, like, that is what makes you Mm -hmm. you is that you have this strong purpose. Um, And Adam is like a, like we were talking about, he's a product of his uh, environment, but also his environment from his past as well. And that he doesn't have a strong family relationship and that he um, it's all, it's his isolation is brought on by his upbringing in a sense. And it's, uh, it's interesting to see him realize like, Oh, I guess I did live pretty solid, like by myself. And I, I, need, I guess I, need I to was have a bit more. yeah.
2: I I was miserable before you. <laughs> like, right, what exactly. I, was like, <laughs> I, I, could I you I, imagine? It's it's not even something you you. I don't think it's something he would have articulated before the book. Mm. I, I don't think if someone had asked me had asked him, "Are you sad?" He would have been able to say, "Yes, I am sad and lonely." And then it's like. Oh, well, now that I have Olive, if you take Olive away from me, I will <laughs> I will, will, be des- devastated. Exa- I will <laughs> destroy <laughs> the universe. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that meme, that Brooklyn Nine-Nine meme, like, I've had this dog for 24 hours, but if something were to happen to him, I would kill all of you. <laughs> and then myself. <laughs> like,
1: oh, we love it. Um, Okay, so what do you think is Olive and Adam's best and worst relationship trait?
2: Um, I think the best is just that um, they are going to support each other so hard, like the fact that they understand each other's kind of profession, professional word and wishes is so important for them. And because it's such a big part of who they are as people, um, I, I really do think that that's, and, and that's fantastic to find a partner who really supports mm-hmm. you in your you know, endeavors yeah. and uh, yeah. um, desires. I think uh, the worst one is that I could see them become very codependent uh, as in, uh, Especially Adam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him being like, uh, What Obsessed. do you mean you're, you're going on vacation for three days with your friends? Uh, are you leaving me alone?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you're going to text me every five minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't really see him becoming like,
0: a little bit Kinda. too clingy.
2: Yeah, yeah. But in a cute way. I yeah.
1: <laughs> I think with them, like, I, they have the passion. I love their passion. I think they're just very, like, in sync and connected. They can even have, like, little conversations, like, just looking at each other, which I think is cool. Um, and then I think the worst relationship trait is, like... They, they cannot communicate. We talk about this a lot oh on this God, show. It's, it's like communication, communication is huge. issues. <laughs> but with them, it's like she holds herself back from communicating the truth. Like she gets caught in these like lying cycles and I'm just like, girl, yes. just don't lie. Like,
2: what are you oh, doing? Oh yeah, um, I, can't, I can't believe I didn't mention that. Like yeah. literally, <laughs> we don't need to go to therapy. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> like she just adds a lie on top of a lie. Oh and, my gosh. Oh my gosh, I just. And I mean, Adam himself, uh, like, he, I, I feel like Adam doesn't lie, but he just withholds a He lot, withholds so. a lot. Yeah. This is, like, so messed up, but I, lo- I, I love my messed up children. <laughs> <So> messed
0: up. <laughs> Little <funny>. babies. Yeah. <laughs> that is
2: uh,
0: But, yeah, I agree. I think their faith and respect for what they mm-hmm. do in their own fields and that they just have so much um, love between themselves, but also love for each other in their own um, passion projects, their own work, I think is great. Um, And then I think their worst might be that they can't always trust each other because they are withholding the truth from each other. They're not sure what what to say and what to not say. So they don't know what that line is for them to cross. But I think they eventually get there. It's just a matter of the what-ifs and, okay, do I do this now, do I not do this now?
2: (laughs) I Um. I truly, like, it's it's funny. I feel like uh, (laughs) it would be so funny to write you know, the first three months of their relationship once they have decided that they love An each epilogue. other. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's happening. They are together. But like, you know, you have to navigate this really small stuff. Like, you know, where do we spend the night? And yeah. does it bother you that I shower at your place? And you know, stuff like that. Even yeah. stuff like that, I can't see them not being able to fully communicate it and like overthinking it. And like. Yep.
0: Because <laughs> they, they have that intellectual Thinking process, like they have to (laughs) think through things.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. All right. So, we're going to get to our final question in terms of Olive and Adam, and that is do we ship it? (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's always hard when the author is on. We're like, oh my gosh, yes, obviously. But we, like, with this story, I can definitively say I ship it like crazy. (laughs) I have to say I was in between two rom-coms when I was preparing for this episode, reading The Love Hypothesis and another one. And at the first one, I was really, really like, oh, I love this couple. But then when I read Adam and Olive and their passion, it just, like, blew all the other rom-coms <laughs> out of the water i was like dang i love it so i, I
3: definitely I, uh,
0: it. I texted steph after i finished it and i was like you're gonna love this and i can't tell you why but i know you're going to love <laughs> <Yes>. it. <this. laughs>
1: i really like it so. because
0: she's such a hardcore darcy yes, fan yes i love I the knew, moody I guy i knew that as soon as she started it she's gonna be like oh this is my man this is <laughs> one <it."
1: laughs> of my favorites one of my favorites is moody dude and then like they fall in love and that's their one person you know i can't help myself (laughs) what do you think dev do you ship it
0: absolutely of course (laughs) i just love their um their unique um connection um like you were saying like they they are able to although they don't always say because their feelings aren't always there but when they do have those intimate conversations it's really Um, intimate and deep what they do reveal about themselves to each other which i think is really special
1: Mm -hmm. what do you you guys
2: (laughs) yeah i'm I'm assuming you
1: also ship
2: it (laughs) i i uh ship them a little bit just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) that's
1: funny
0: we love it
2: um but any final thoughts on olive and adam before we go into love on the brain Not really. Actually, this was so much fun because I feel like I never talk about the book so much, so in depth. A
0: little bit, Mm
2: -hmm. right? And and it's just so fun to do it, Um, especially now that it's been—you know—it's been a while since the book came out, so. Right. I have some distance from it, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it's it's gonna it's gotten to a point where it doesn't you know feel like my child book anymore. It feels <laughs> like you know this thing that ha- that had happened in the past, and so right. it's really fun to like dissect it a we little get those bit. Feelings back again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: for sure Yep.
1: okay last question then talking about love on the brain um, your new book is soon to be released to your eager readers so can you give our listeners a clue into what they might find
2: in love on the brain <laughs> okay so um, it's just like the love hypothesis it's a rom-com set in STEM academia um, in particular this money set at NASA uh, on uh, the, the NASA campus uh, at the Johnson Space Center mm-hmm. And it's the story of B, who is a neuroscientist, um, who has been having some issues in her career, but uh, gets offered to lead a very important uh, science project at NASA. And she is super excited about that, except that she then finds out that the person she's going to lead the project with is her grad school arch enemy. Uh, And uh, that's where the book opens. Uh, Yes. uh, It's, uh, yeah, so uh, it's uh, an engineer and a neuroscientist trying to make a very important project work and to, um, I guess, overcome the trauma of grad school. (laughs)
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) Can we expect more tropes? 100%. 100%. One of the tropes is, and I mean, it's it's not like, I promise it's not a spoiler because <laughs> it's a romance novel, but one of the tropes is the, the you've got male trope, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which is when you have two people who are, you know, close and friendly online without knowing that they also know each other.
0: They're the same. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, who the people are isn't revealed until the end of the book but i think we can all Very agree cool. that it's our romance novel and um what, what else? are you most
0: excited for uh in sharing with your readers about uh, when it comes to love on the brain
2: so there are two cat characters, two cats and they actually play a surprisingly important (laughs) part in the story they are very much side characters but they are important (laughs) and uh, I'm just excited about people to meet um, the cats, I also um, it has uh, my favorite side character that I've ever written the book, Uh, her name is Rocio and she is our search assistant who works Mm. with uh, um, would be the main character and I, I she was so much fun to write she's just she's just this kind of full on goth girl yeah. and uh, I love her <laughs> so, <laughs> Very cool. uh, I hope people would like her um, uh, as much as I like her <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah, awesome we are um, so excited to get our hands on it
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, yeah yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Cool. So that's our wrap on our episode when and t- talking about um, Olive and Adam and also a little bit of Love on the Brain disc kind of pique everyone's interest get them ready to roll for this new release super exciting
1: yep we're excited for that and thank you so much to ali hazelwood for your time today um and for writing this incredible story it's been a pleasure talking with you is there any final thoughts you had for our listeners
2: or anything coming up that you wanted to share with them no i just want to thank you guys for having me this was so much fun um <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> yeah yeah thank you so much cool yay
0: uh, and as usual, if you are enjoying the podcast or have comments for us, please rate and review. Um, we would love to hear from all of you.
1: Yep. And don't forget to engage with us on Instagram or email us at we ship at podcast at gmail.com. We would seriously love to have you on the show or hear your thoughts, especially on the love hypothesis. And as love yes, on the brain comes I'm out, sure
0: everyone has some thoughts. Send us all so your we're thoughts. really excited to hear them all. Yes.
1: Alright. Bye now for shippers. As Adam's fortune cookie says you can fall in love. Someone will catch you. Alright.
3: <laughs>
0: Bye. Bye guys.
1: Bye.